the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. Just want to say thank you for joining again this week and listening to the podcast. I hope the podcast has been a blessing to you. And if it has, I hope you have been sharing with your friends as well. If you happen to be in the Houston Sugarland area this week, I'd like to invite you to join us for our next While You Are Single service. It will be taking place at Catch the Fire Church, July 21st, 8 p.m. this Friday. You don't want to miss it. Join us for discussions, for fellowship. We're going to have a great time. We are going to be discussing and learning about the fact that it's just a matter of time for you to receive the things that you are trusting God for, the things that God has for you, whether it's someone to marry, whether it's to advance in your career, whether it's to receive a breakthrough, whether it is something that you are believing God for. If you're feeling like it's taking too long, if you're wondering why is this taking so long, you don't want to miss it this Friday because we are going to be diving headfirst to discuss this and learn about God's set time for you to receive what he has for you. So you don't want to miss it. Bring a friend. We're going to have a great time. Again, it is this Friday at Catch the Fire Church, 1730 Williams Trace Boulevard, 8 p.m. July the 21st. Please visit our website, whileyouaresingle.org. For more information. Looking forward to seeing you there. I want to thank you. Especially those of you who have been given to while you are single. We greatly appreciate your giving. It enables us to do what we do in our services. From which we produce the podcast. And if you haven't had the chance. And you like to contribute to us. And you feel like this has been a blessing to you. We just want to say thank you so much. You can go to our website. Whileyouaresingle.org. And click on the Given tab and you can contribute to us from there as well. Again, I want to say thank you. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. Today, I want to just talk a little bit about myself and my wife, how we got together. I know I haven't really talked much about that. I just want to share a little bit about that. And um, I think this journey for me kind of started on December the 24th, 1995, Christmas Eve 1995 that was the day that i officially said god come into my heart don't misunderstand me i was raised in a christian home but christmas eve 1995 was the day that i felt like i began to really take god seriously what's funny was i felt like my relationship with god prior to that day was not as authentic as it needed to be I wanted to serve God. I wanted to live for God. But my biggest hurdle was women. Yep. My biggest hurdle was 
I wanted to serve God, but I also wanted to have a girlfriend and have benefits from my girlfriend. In other words, I wanted to have sex before marriage and I knew that wasn't right. So I was struggling with this and it wasn't like I had a girlfriend in the first place, but I felt like when that happened, there was a very strong chance that I was going to indulge in the pleasures of the flesh. And I knew that was not going to be pleasing to God. So I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I serve God and how can I have fun at the same time? So that was a struggle for me. And again, it wasn't like I had a girlfriend because I didn't, even though I tried, but I was getting rejected left, right, center. Nevertheless, that was my biggest struggle. And on Christmas Eve, 1995, I put it on the altar. I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. You know, I was like, listen, God, you, you're going to have to help me in this area. And but I do want to serve you because I feel like this is needed. I need you. I need to really take you seriously because things are not going well in my life anyways. And I feel like you're the only one who can really um, take me where I need to go. So I put it on the altar saying, you know, you, you're going to have to help me. Um, overcome this desire um, for women and uh, he did and simply the way he did it was uh, you know it is hard to um, have sex before marriage if there is nobody to have sex before marriage with you know what I'm saying so <laughs> that's why ironically I am very fascinated with the idea of rejection which is one of the tools not the only uh, one of the tools that God uses to kind of keep you away from doing the wrong things, you know, it, it sure helped me out big time. You know, I cannot brag that, you know, I saved myself and my wife because I was such a good person. No, um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that there was no one to fool around with. You know what I'm saying? Nevertheless, Christmas Eve 1995 was the day that I began to really go steady with God. But when I made that decision and obviously had my mindset to make it to marriage before I got intimate with anyone, uh, nobody told me it was going to take 18 years for that to happen. Yeah, you heard me right. 18 years after I dedicated my life to God, that's when I got married. 18 years later. 12 years after I gave my life to God was when I met my wife. Four years later, that's when I realized that she is the one God had for me. Two years later, we got married. So altogether, 18 years. 18 years. Now, as you're listening to this, don't panic if you haven't met the person God has for you yet. If you show desire marriage, if you haven't met the person yet, don't worry. It's not going to take you 18 years. Well, I, I, I hope not. I don't think it's going to take you 18 years. Eh, it might take you about maybe 25 years, 30 years, something like that. I'm just kidding. Relax. Okay. I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I hope it doesn't take you that long. Okay. It just happened to be the route God took me through 18 years from after I rededicated my life to God. That's when I got married. At the time I lived in Richmond, Virginia, when I rededicated my life to God, I was living in Virginia for 12 years 
nothing happened, no spouse, no nothing, you know, and I just kind of felt um, an impression to move to Houston, Texas. And I took the plunge after 12 years in Richmond, Virginia, about a year, a year and a half after I came to Houston, Texas, I found my wife, but I didn't know she was my wife. I had no idea she wasn't my wife. I, did, I, I had no clue. In fact, for about four years, you know, I was thinking about other people, but thank God again for the blessing of rejection. Uh, it kind of kept me, you know, uh, available for, you know, my wife now, you know, so, and, um, I mentioned four years after I met her, I realized she was my wife. I say that not because I saw, um, a light, like voila, you know, she's the one, or I heard a voice. So all of a sudden I had no idea whatsoever, you know, all I knew was after a few rejections here and there, you know, quite naturally, quite sensibly, I had to sit my butt down and just reevaluate some things. Okay, something is not working here, you know. Then, you know, I just began to think about it. And, you know, obviously my wife, uh, Dana, uh, we had met again. Like I said, we've been we've been around each other for four years. And um, what's interesting is, you know, usually when I. Um, approach a lady, the first question I ask is, are you seeing somebody? Because what's the point of me asking you out if you're seeing somebody, you know? Um, I wasn't playing games. I was always trying to be honest right from the get-go. I wanted to make myself clear with regard to relationships. One of the things I've heard over the years that is very frustrating to a lot of ladies is the fact that, you know, you, you go out with a guy and you think you're going out, but the guy is only thinking you're hanging out, you know, that the clarity of what's going on. Um, I have, uh, lots of friends and um, people I know of that have approached me over the years, just feeling frustrated that, you know, what's wrong with the fellas, you know, they're thinking, um, their boyfriend and girlfriend and the dude is just putting the lady in the friend zone. And I think it happens with, Ladies doing the same to, to guys as well. Nevertheless, you know, over the years, I've learned that I had to be clear right from the get go. And I did not want to do that to Dana or to any of the ladies that I had approached in, in the past. But um, to call a long story short, we had been around each other for four years. And uh, I, like I said, I usually, you know, if I approach a lady, first thing that I asked was, you know, you seen somebody and, you know, all the responses I've often got was yes or no or something, you know, nevertheless, you know. Um, with Dana, I didn't have to ask that question because I already knew the answer. And this was why I remembered, you know, around the time I began to really, um, think about Dana, begin to, um, reevaluate my options and say, Hey, you know, you know, this is a nice lady, very attractive. Um, she was solid. I've been around her for four years. So I had a bird's eye view of who she was to some degree at a distance. You know, she seemed dedicated. She was faithful. Um, she seemed to be the real deal. Now I know she is the real deal. And, um, I remember, you know, just, just beginning to think about, you know, the possibility that, you know, maybe I can ask Dana out and see where it goes from there. And I'm saying this because I'm not trying to give an impression that I heard a voice or all of a sudden I knew absolutely that she was the one. I had no clue whatsoever, no clue whatsoever. You know, all I knew was, you know, I was attracted to her. She looked like, um, a godly woman from my perspective. And I just felt like, you know, it, it might be possible. So, 
Um, I prayed about it. I had peace about it. And, you know, I was thinking about this. While I was thinking about this, I was asked to um, minister at an event. So I went to the event. I was, you know, I'm into music and stuff. And, oh, just by the way, you know, check out ojtalksmusic.com, you know, for um, my music offerings. If this is strange to you, like he's into music. Yeah, you can check out ojtalksmusic.com and, you know, you can learn more about that. Nevertheless, I was going to do um, uh, a rap um, performance at an event. And when I got there, I met this gentleman, nice guy. You know, we began to chat a little bit. And uh, the gentleman had visited my church in the past and at, a, at the time I did not know. So we began a conversation and he asked me if I knew who Dana was, you know. And I said, yeah, I knew who she was. And, you know, he, he gave us some compliments and I could see in his eyes that um, he liked Dana. And I was like, hmm, I think this guy is going out with Dana. I wasn't sure, but I thought maybe they had something going on. I was like, okay, here he goes. So what was good about that was, you know, it gave me an excuse to reach out to Dana to, to figure out, you know, um, what was going on between them. Because like I said, I've been in, around Dana for four years. We served together for a long, a, a number of ministries at the church I attended. So I had some level of comfort in conversing with her because, you know, we talked about um, things pertaining to ministry, you know, like services, um, formats and what needed to be done. So we were already communicating at um, a level of service in church. You know, we were kind of friends from serving together, per se. So I already knew I already had a number um, on the one hand that was kind of disappointing because, you know, I wanted to be able to say, hey, can I have your number? But I couldn't do that because I already had a number, you know. So nevertheless, um, I remember I think I, I joked to send an email, say, hey, you know, Dana, I know how you are. You you didn't even tell us that you're seeing somebody. What's up with that? You know, and she was like, you know, wondering what I meant. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, hey, I met this dude. You know, he said he knew you. I didn't know you guys were seeing each other, blah, blah, blah. And she responded by telling me that, no, they weren't seeing each other. So that's how I knew she wasn't seeing anybody. But I need to give kudos to the dude because the guy kind of helped me uh, put some fire behind me to really move fast. Because I was like, hey, you know, looks like, you know, this guy's interested or something like that. To cut a long story short, you know, um, I, I made up my mind that I was going to ask Dana out and stuff like that. And um, at the church I attended, uh, you know, I served you know, and I taught classes and some viewed me as a leader. And, um, one of the things I wanted to avoid was, you know, you talk to somebody and people start jumping into conclusions and marrying you. And, you know, and if things don't work out, you know, people begin to look at you funny and start asking questions, what happened and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to keep this on the DL real quiet so that I could figure out what was going on between Dana and I, if anything was even going to go on per se. I wanted to know for sure that this was going to go anywhere. So usually I will let someone know, say, hey, you know, let's keep this between us. Not because, you know, I was ashamed or, or because I was trying to fool around or anything like that. No, I just wanted to make sure I knew what was going on first. Then when I see that, you know, the relationship has potential, is going somewhere, then I can make it public. And in addition, I didn't want people to start jumping into conclusions and having their faith affected because this so-called leader tried to go out with this um, person. It didn't work out. And this so-called leader is supposed to be in singles ministry and supposed to be helping us to navigate the single life. And he can't even get his act together. 
you know, that's how people think. Nevertheless, despite my imperfections, I just thought it was just a wise thing to keep things on the DL. So with that in mind, when I wanted to ask Dana out, you know, the only opportunity, well, I could have called or anything like that, but I just wanted to do it in person. You know, I wanted to do it in person. And uh, it was after a class that I taught and I wanted to talk to her and, you know, people were still kind of lingering around in class and I didn't want to talk to her while somebody was like an earshot away from us. I wanted real quiet and behind the scenes. So she had no idea what was running in my mind. I was like, I need to ask her out. So I was like, God, you know, give me a chance to be able to talk to her and stuff like that, you know. So an opportunity presented itself after a class that I taught and I was about to talk to her and some dude just came up and say, hey, what's up, bro? I was like, no, in my head, I was like, I just kind of kept it on DL. Then I had no idea. And, you know, I was like, man, the next time I get the opportunity to talk to her in person will be the next week. I wanted to like, I don't know why. I just felt like I needed to get this over with now, you know, nevertheless, because somebody was kind of close by, I couldn't really talk to her and. I lingered a little bit and, you know, she had to leave the class and I had to leave the class and a friend of hers now tagged along and uh, I was like, man, I said, God, you got to do something because, you know, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't do this in public because I need to keep this on the DL, you know what I'm saying? So nevertheless, uh, myself, Dana and uh, her friend, you know, she was my friend as well. We all ended up in the elevator and I'm getting kind of miffed like, man, this this chance is slipping away and i was like god you got to do something man you know and i was just beginning to um admit that man this probably not gonna happen today you know here we go again and i kid you not the friend all of a sudden said oh you know she needed to get off the elevator we were all going down to the first floor but the friend said she needed to get off on the second floor just out of the blue i was like in my head i was like wow man ain't nothing but god i was like wow i was so impressed i was so impressed that when the friend got out of the elevator i literally said out loud in the hearing of dana thank you jesus and then i was so in the clouds my head was somewhere else she doesn't even remember when i said that you know i wasted no time i was like i say hey now usually i ask if she's seen somebody, but I didn't need to ask because I already knew the answer to that. And didn't have to ask for her number because I already had her number. So she was right there. And I said, hey, how about dinner and a movie? And she looked at me and she didn't say yes. She didn't say no. She said, sure. Just like that. She didn't say sure because she was sure. She said, sure, because that's the only thing that popped out of her mouth. And for me, that sounded prophetic. It was like, wow, all these years trying to go out with someone that I could marry. I heard no. I heard no. And I heard no. And I heard I'm not interested. I heard you're a nice guy, but I'm not interested. Not a bad thing. I know people are just trying to be nice and let me down easily. No problem with that. I heard no, or they were seeing somebody else or something. It just wasn't, seems like I tried, just trying so hard. And here it is. The lady who ended up being my wife. Right here with me in the elevator. 
already had her number. Didn't have to ask for it. I already knew she wasn't seeing anybody. I asked her out. She said one word. Sure. It wasn't because she was absolutely sure, but she just said, sure. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. After 16 years, pretty much. Because like I said, she had been around, we had been around each other, you know, for four years and two years after this, two, about two, two, two and a half years after this encounter, that's when we got married. And even with that, it's funny because I remember I was in a class and um, somebody has suggested that, you know, you date somebody for about two years. And I remember hearing that and I said to myself, I ain't waiting two years. <laughs> and of course, you know, I wasn't thinking six months either. I mean, I think I was thinking about a minimum of six months or so, you know. And the the, the main reason why time is needed is not because there is a formula for time. The main, the spirit behind why you need time is because people may not tell you who they really are the first time you meet them. In fact, people often fake who they are when you first meet them. So uh, the seasons of time uh, give you time to really see who a person is before you commit. That's the idea. But I've always said, listen, if two people are really honest right from the get-go, which if you remembered. During my conversation, I said, you got to be honest right from the get-go. Just, just put it out there right from the get-go. It doesn't have to take that long. Just be honest about who you are, what you want in the relationship, where you're going in the relationship. Have conversations. And I have to admit, a lot of times we have no idea things that need to be discussed. And thank God for lots of books out there, lots of resources out there, premarital counseling and all that kind of good stuff that would help shape the things that need to be addressed whether it's um your family your whether you want kids where you want to live your purpose what you want to do with your life um how you view um your faith um things you expect your health you know um anything that could in fact, I'll say the first thing that pops in your head that you feel like if somebody knew this, will they marry you? That you need to discuss it right from the beginning of the relationship. And when I say right from the beginning, I'm talking about at the point where you feel like you and this person want to get married. I'm not talking about as just friends. I'm talking about at the point where you're like, okay, I want to marry this person. Whenever that point is, you have to have that conversation. And I often suggest if there are a number of things, start with a little first and see how they take it, then move up from there. You know, nevertheless, with Dana, um, you know, after that day at the elevator, sure, you know, obviously we, we, we went out and uh, it was funny because <laughs> uh, 
um, then in the movie, and you know, I'm a typical guy. I think I am, and you know, in my world, A means A, B means B, C means C, D means D. Um, in a lot of women's world, A doesn't mean A. A could mean B. Sometimes C. Sometimes D. Sometimes E. Sometimes F. Sometimes it may not even mean an alphabet. It could mean mean a number or something. I don't know. So I said, you know, um, dinner in the movie, dinner in the movie, man, dinner in the movie. And, you know, here it is a lovely lady that I get to go out for the first time in my life. You know, yeah, she was my one and only date. And I say this respectfully because, you know, chances are there's some maybe two or three other ladies. I thought I dated them in the past and no, I didn't date them. I'm not saying they're lying in their perspective. They probably thought they were going on a date but my perspective they were just friends and I never said I want you to be my date I never said I'm interested to go out with you but you know when you hang out with someone you think that's what's going on and that's where miscommunication comes into the place and that's where so many people are devastated because they thought so and so was interested in them because they drank coffee all the time no until you both spell it out that that's what's going on until you define the relationship, it doesn't mean you guys are going out. So again, like I said, Dana was the only person that I dated. No, she wasn't the only person I wanted to date. But thank God, God worked it out where she ended up being the person that I actually ended up dating and marrying. So, Dana in the movie, I was looking forward to being able to go pick her up and take her to the restaurant. But <laughs> Dana wasn't going to do that. Then I wanted to meet me separately and I didn't understand why, but I didn't argue. This is the first date, Tokes. This is your great opportunity here. Don't blow it. You've only been waiting like what, 16 years? We married two years later, so that makes it 18. So I said, no problem. We met at the restaurant. We had a good time. Dinner. Then we went to watch a movie. So time to go home because I said dinner and a movie. And I remember after watching the movie, she was, you know, I, I, I said good night, had a good time. And, you know, we parked side by side and you know, I was expecting her to get into a car and drive off. But she was just standing there with the keys in her hands. And I'm standing there like, OK, uh, what is she waiting for? I said dinner and a movie. We had dinner and we've had a movie. So time to go home. What is she waiting for? That kind of confused me a little bit. But she kind of lingered a little bit standing there looking at me. And I'm like, okay, I know she doesn't want me to kiss her. I mean, hello. She didn't even want me to get in the same car with her to, to take her to, to, the, to the movie. So what is she lingering for? So I was like, okay, you know, thank you very much. You know, take care. God bless. Uh, good night. And she eventually got in the car and she went home. Then I got home and I called her and I said, hey, had a good time. Hope we can see um, each other again. She agreed and well, we're married now. You know, I know that's the the very short version of what happened. But, you know, I want to finish with this. You know, the question was, why was she lingering? Well, again, women and men think differently. I'm thinking she wants a kiss and which didn't make any sense because I couldn't even take her with me in the same car. So why will she want a kiss? No, it wasn't a kiss she wanted. <laughs> she figured, you know, there was still time and maybe we could still hang out that night. That's why she was lingering. It wasn't because, you know, she wanted a kiss. You know, that's not who she is. And I'm not knocking people who kiss the first day. You know, that's just not who I am. And 
Uh, that's not who she was. And I guess reinforcing that we were meant for each other. You know, we just um, actually I kissed her at our wedding day. Again, this is not a knock. People are different. You know, you do you and um, we do us and God loves us regardless. You know, this is not a put down or anything like that, you know. But nevertheless, you know, no, she wasn't trying to get a kiss that night. She just wanted to hang out more because there was time and I didn't figure that out. You know, I was like, I've done my movie and a dinner and time for me to be out. And on that note, time for me to be out. Thanks for listening to while you single podcast. I hope it blessed you. Listen, if you have questions and if you want to just Talk about what why YS is doing for you. Feel free to send us an email. Say, hey, Topes, man, I listen to the podcast all the time. I like what I'm hearing and stuff like that. Whatever you want to share, just uh, feel free to do so. You can email us at info at while you're single dot org. You can email me. I see the emails and stuff. So no worries. Um, we're on Facebook while uh, we're on Facebook. Look for while you're single on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter while the letter you are single. And uh, check us check our website out while you're single.org. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, until next week, and until I see you this Friday, take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.